Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. everyone to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host and life coach Dion Thompson and oh this was a good one. Oh my goodness. So my guest Daniela um, picked some amazing amazing songs and we danced to four. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you so normally I, I'm like it's gonna be three and I'm like no we're gonna do four and so <clears throat> what maybe I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but while we're dancing, I, I've noticed I get a lot of like hits, intuitive hits, and I have my journal. And so as I'm dancing and I'm listening and I'm feeling and I'm being, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I have to write this down. Oh, and I swear it's like the 10 minutes of this muse creative space. Like I, I'm, you have no idea. I just planned a whole bunch of workshops um I'm pretty sure that I uncovered the root of like a lot of my pain and like it's stuff it was a beautiful right and I'm really I I'm gonna say this now and then we're gonna dive into this but like I really felt my body Mm. literally and figuratively I felt in it I felt it I'd like I say I touched myself I did but not in well doesn't matter it's good to touch yourself (laughs) I did. We're going to talk about that too. So, um, so thank you, Daniela, for uh, gifting me with those songs and um, a little bit of permission there. So, you know, experiencing that with you and seeing you as you sort of allowed yourself to freely move through those songs, it, it gave me more energy to do the same. And it was really just a lovely fucking experience. And I'm pretty pumped about it. Well, thank you. I enjoyed it too. Yay! (laughs) It's good for both of us. (laughs) So I'm super excited to have you uh, with us today. I'm I'm very, I'm intrigued on a personal and professional level um, about the work that you do and the gifts that you bring to the world and how you are um, offering your magic to people everywhere. And I think what I really came to understand or get some more clarity on after we chatted initially was not enough people are fucking talking about this. And, um, and if they are, it's all the behind the closed doors and the curtains and the silence and the quiet and the whispers. So if you um, aren't intrigued yet, uh, get ready. This is going to be a good one. So <sighs> thank you. Thank you for being here for um giving me the opportunity to help shine a light on where um, it needs to be so that we can uh, walk away and, and, and step in more deeply into our empowered state, into our connected mm. state, into our whole space to feel yes. every part of ourselves. Um, I'm really excited for our chat today. Thank you. Me too. <sighs> oh. <laughs> Again, I'm still like buzzing here. <laughs> Me too. I'm more dripping than buzzing, but it's good. It's good. It's glow. It's glow. It's what this is what we call it here in like video podcast land is we're glowing. It's fabulous. And we take a little drink of water. 
got my jug here with me. (laughs) (laughs) So before we dive in, Daniela, I'd like to introduce you to um, the world here and with your very, uh, your more official bio. And I mean, I can just continue (laughs) to talk about how I was like absolutely in love with you. And I'm so excited that we met and we had like this super cool, real fucking conversation and and that's all great, but let's let's get a f- somewhat official here. Um, so Daniela is a mom of three beautiful kids under the age of 10 and a spiritual entrepreneur. She is the co-founder of the Daisy Chain Collective, which is a sisterhood of women swapping coaching and raising each other up, which you know I'm a big fucking fan of. Um, it, her private coaching practices focuses on self-love and intimacy, and she works with clients to clear energetic and emotional blockages that hold them back from opening their hearts and bodies to the possibility of living in pleasure and flow every day. And so beautiful. I am so um, excited to dive into this idea of pleasure and flow. Like I said, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's enough chat about that. There's a lot of talk of self-care, even stretch it out to Um, self-love, but self-love in the very mind sense. Like yes. I can think about how much I love and I'm gratitude and I'm all, I'm all about all these things, mm-hmm. but we're, but you take it to another level. You take it to mm-hmm. like the physical space, <laughs> the human, the real, the, the earthly being state, which I think is phenomenal. Yes. So, <laughs> so I mean, I, I want to dive right into what are you doing now? Um, because I want to hear about that, but I do want to, um, I do want to hear about what brought you to a place where, um, you are now a spiritual entrepreneur and you are supporting people and guiding them through their healing, energetic, emotional, and physical. Um, what, what started you on this journey? What, what transpired for you that, that I'm going to guess allowed you to do this work first? Mm-hmm. Well, the like original catalyst was my divorce. I think it's a really common story for women in their forties that happens. And, you know, we're trucking along thinking life is going to be a certain way. We have all of these plans and whether we like them or not, we're set and we're doing them. And, you know, we've ticked all our boxes and we hope that it's going to be good enough. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so my, my family collapsed and all of that happened. And I, was lost. I had my whole life was about my partner and we had a business together. And so I had to recreate everything from scratch. And a lot of that was wallowing. And um, I'd only ever been with my ex-husband. So I met him at 16. And so I'd had one partner. So, you know, the fear of being naked in front of other people and like dropping in physically with another man, like I, at the time of separation, I weighed almost 260 pounds and I hated my body. I hated what I looked like, no connection to any of it. Um, and I have like memories of, of thinking, oh, I'm, you know, I don't have to worry about it because no man's ever going to need to see this again. It's just my he's fine. Um, and then all of a sudden I had to like go all in. Um, and and um, so that's what I do. I'm kind of a balls to the wall sort of girl. And so I went all in and wanted to know what felt good in my body. And so I started dating. I started having sex. I started, you know, imagining different things, um, playing with different modalities and, and really just dropping into my body and, and learning how to orgasm and all of that fun stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And so I played on that path for a little while. And then, um, then I heard of Tantra. And that was when things started to get a little interesting. And I was already doing energy work by then. I'd already, I was a children's yoga teacher. I did my laughter yoga, Reiki master. Like I was, I was in looking for what was the thing for me. Um, and so I did my first workshop um, and it was sold out. So I basically was told that I couldn't actually participate in this workshop. And I had this like deep knowing that I was supposed to be there. And so even though the organizer repeatedly told me there was no space for me, yeah. I was like, oh, oh no, there's, you don't understand. You, you just, you don't understand. I'm, I, there is space for me because I'm supposed to be there. And about 30 minutes before it started, I got the call and I lived about an hour away. I was already on the DVP. I was already halfway there, ready to, to be there. Cause I, I just knew, I didn't really, I really had no idea what I was getting into, but I just knew I was supposed to be there. And the whole thing was about shame. And so when it all began, I was like, you know, I don't have any shame. I'm a good girl. Like I haven't done anything wrong. I'm a good mom. I pay my taxes and my bills on time. Like I was very in that space. Um, right. And then people started talking about the things that they were ashamed of. And I was like, oh, oh, oh I, I, I kind of feel that way too. And then, I, and then it really started to drop in. And I was like, holy fuck, I have so much shame. And I had no idea. Like it all was under the surface. And so that was the beginning of me stepping out of physical pleasure and stepping into my body in a whole different way. And so looking for the emotions and the pain and the triggers and all of that within my body and accessing them in different ways. And so that's what really started me down the path. I did that six hour workshop that I like screamed, cried and raged through and fell in love with the organization. And so about a month later did a one week drop in, which I totally didn't have time for in my life. I was, we had just sold our house. I was buying a new one. I was moving in three weeks and I was just like, no, this is what I'm supposed to do. I have no idea why, um, but I did it. And I felt like a brand new person. I learned about boundaries which I mean, I'd never had before. My whole life was about service, right? Like, like so many of us are indoctrinated to do yeah. as women. Um, and so all of a sudden I had all of these like crazy boundaries and everyone was like, what is wrong with you? And yeah, so that was really interesting to like start to really choose me. And so that's really when it started. And I started to do more of those courses and I learned more um, about what it meant to have sexuality and spirituality combined as one and learning how to move my sexual energy and have it be so much beyond anything I'd ever imagined. Like comparatively sex before was like, you know, two physical bodies masturbating together. And now sex is like magic. Souls are connecting. My whole body is on fire. And when that started to happen, I started to learn how, how to really embody my pleasure and to, to bring joy into my life and to really look for what actually makes me happy and what feels good. I just started walking that path. And then bit by bit, I started to want to share it a little bit and then move through some of the imposter syndrome and all that fun stuff and, and, and just sort of continued on the process. Um, I went to Israel to learn how to be um, a sacred sexual healer. Um, and did a course there, which was so powerful and completely changed my trajectory in life. Um, and so I've been working in that capacity, mixing my coaching certification with the sacred sexuality. And it, it comes out. Um, so I like to call myself a self-love coach. Um, but it, 
I enjoy it because it's a play on words because it's very much an emotional aspect, but I also teach people how to touch themselves. Um, so it's a really big mix of things. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for um, doing what you do and, and listening to clearly some inner guidance that we as women have been conditioned not to listen to. Absolutely. So it, the, I have so many questions about the, the, the first uh, workshop on shame um, because shame plays such a huge role in, or play, plays in, in that I'm continuously trans, transforming and evolving. And, you know, we mentioned before, there, there's only the climb, right? <laughs> We're always, we're always going. Um, occasional plateau, but yeah, it's climb. Yeah, <laughs> occasional plateau, the, the offshoot sharing of the wisdom that is gathered and then you yeah. climb again, right? Yeah. Um, I, tell me about the, obviously I, I've been to workshops that are really transformational. I'm not comparing to saying like, when you're in it, you're like in it. Tell mm -hmm. me about like what happened when you got home, right? So you when you're surrounded by that safe container of people who are supporting and allowing and you're breathing and you're crying and you're screaming and you're feeling and you're loving. And then you go back into the world where none of the people in your world are doing those things. Yeah, that was really hard. Yeah. That was really, really hard. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I want to know like yeah. how you process that and, and, and how you stayed true, like how you stayed connected. Cause obviously you continue to make some bold, I would say bold in the eyes of the people <laughs> looking at you, bold leaps, going yeah. to different countries, taking trainings when you should be doing other things as a newly divorced person, right? Like I'm, I'm envisioning all this garbage yes. landing around you. How did uh -huh. you swim through that? A lot of it was just like turning off all the people around me and just like, just not hearing it anymore. Like my mom was quite supportive, really scared for me. She thought that I was like losing it a little bit because um, I was pretty open with her in general about the direction I was going in. Um, but most people were pretty supportive overall. Um, I mean, I, I got rid of a number of people in my life that just weren't serving me anymore. But, but really, it was about focusing inwardly. And I, I just felt like a different human. There, there was this opening inside of me this awareness of things moving and and all of a sudden I could recognize the different voices inside of me and it wasn't this like loud jumble of screaming obscenities and and negative talk and like bullying and all the things I should be doing it, it started to quiet and I was able to pick out the individual voices of of hearing this makes you happy that's going to bring you pleasure go that way and so I could hear that and I'd be like, okay, it's really fucking crazy. You want me to go to Israel and touch people's bodies? Are you fucking sure? Like, are you sure that that's what I'm supposed to do? My brain was not in alignment every time, but it, it just, it felt like what was meant to happen. And so I, honestly, it was like, it was surrender. It was letting go of any knowing because I knew that I didn't know. I knew that I didn't know and just following 
that that inner wisdom that seemed it was talking pretty loud so I was like okay we'll just you seem to know what you're doing so let's just do that (laughs) hope for the best first of all I I just want to thank you for using multiple voices inside your head because I always refer to (laughs) like when I'm talking to people like they right? The yes. you and then the other you and then yes. the other you. Like it's, it's a thing. So thank you for that. Oh, um, I have many voices. Yes. <laughs> so the, the tuning in, the listening, again, I just, I keep coming back to, we're just not, it's just never talked about. No. It's right. It's this, um, and I'll, I'll go back to, and I've said this before, everybody's doing the best they can with what they have, including Absolutely. all the grownups in my life as a young person, um, the entire social like structure of the universe, everybody's doing the best they can. Yeah. And it did not include any conversation, instruction, or inclusion of listening to yourself. Absolutely not. Ever, ever, nope. ever. No. So that... Um, process would you say it was like a like it it just got so much louder than everything else and and um, and like was the trust did it feel like it was there or was there some like what was the back and forth like between I would say (gasps) the the shitty stuff and the knowing stuff so the shitty stuff was all filled with angst and like fear and I just didn't want to be in fear anymore. And so I recognized that that's, that was the base of what I was hearing was all this fear. And I'd lost from, from my standpoint, I'd lost everything that I'd worked for already. Like I created this whole life and it got blown to smithereens. And so that didn't work, right? Listening to my brain and what everyone told me I was supposed to want to do and all of that, that didn't work. So, and I was in fear the whole time of losing it all the time, right? Like it, it was always, I was always on the edge. I could never find comfort in it. And with every step that when I chose the things that felt good, I stayed feeling good. And so it was like this, like I took two steps and oh, I'm still feeling good. Okay. We'll take two more steps. Oh, okay. It it still feels pretty good. I mean, don't get me wrong. (laughs) There was a lot of not good feelings as I was digging up. Like shadow work is ugly. Like learning to accept parts of yourself that, that, I mean, there are parts of myself that I really don't like, but they are my truth. And I have to love, (laughs) I was talking with a friend the other day. I have this, there is a piece of me that I call the psycho bitch. And she is, she's in there and she's vocal and she's real and I got to love her. I can't let her fly very often, but I have to love her because she's there to protect me. Her purpose is to stand up and tell everyone to fuck off. Right. <laughs> and that's valuable. Yeah. I can't go and burn houses down. Right. I can't quite go that far, but the purpose behind her is valid. And so allowing some of that crazy bitch thought to move through me and for it to be okay um, was really you know, it was integrating all of those parts of myself and allowing them all to exist um, comfortably together in my body. Yeah. That, that is a huge deal, again, because we're so um, conditioned that we're supposed to be, like there's only the one way. And then 
you know, the constant negating and the closing off of the parts of ourselves, especially the parts that are not pretty, um, Mm -hmm. or, you know, we don't, um, don't meet the social norm of acceptable. Absolutely. Um, And it's been my experience, and maybe this is something that you have seen in your work that um, it doesn't matter if you ignore her, she's going <laughs> to show up and she's going to show she's up. She's going to get louder. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you, and, and you're going to see her because she will be in all of the people in your life. Right. Yes. And, and, yes. you know, the, that concept of you can see it, it's because you are it. Like if you, it, the, yes. you, you're perceiving it and you're projecting it. Like I, I've mentioned this before. So um, my mother-in-law, lovely human, absolutely lovely human. She lives here. And there are moments where I'm like, I want to fucking kill you. Like I'm so angry. And, mm-hmm. and now I've, I'm getting much better at going, oh, this is all about me. This is, and so I take that moment and go love and light to you as a human, because you're not my responsibility. And, you know, then turn that love and light to myself, right? Because yes. that's, that's the journey of like, I can love this part of you. I, and, 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 and acknowledge it and keep it in a place where it doesn't bring out knives and guns and things of that nature. Right. 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 And space within you. Right. And so there's this, this twofold work in, if, if something is really bothering you and you're constantly thinking, oh, I just need to fix, they need to stop doing that and I'll feel better. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. It's you Mm-mm. need to recognize it and then you need to accept and then you'll feel better. Like the, the feeling better is always on you. Yeah. Oh, so my other question, I have so many questions, um, <laughs> is, is how did you strengthen? So you strengthen the knowing by doing and then it's good and doing that it's good. Yes. My experience is usually when you're, when you're traveling up that spiral and you're like climbing the mountain, climbing the mountain, you get to that place where you're about to cross over to like, ah, it's right at that moment when the, like you can eat, like you can get derailed. Like it's just too good to be true. Right. So, you know, you can step and go, Ooh, this feels nice. I mean, I'm not going to tell anybody about it yet, but it feels nice. Oh, this feels good. And I mean, the <laughs> inner circle can know that I'm doing this. And then this yeah. feels good. But then that moment where you're like, this is who I am now, people. This is like right before that, there's often yeah. a, no, none of this can happen. I can't do this. So <laughs> my question is, how did you cross that threshold? How did you get to that point? Like what happened at that point where it was all good and fine and good, you know, you're, you're just doing your thing. But then when you took it to the next level and you brought it, you know, come down the mountain and brought it down to the masses, like what, how did you stay out of um, the fear of success? How did you, or how did you move through the fear of success? Mostly just staying in purpose. Um, I really, like, I, I deeply feel called to help people open their hearts and bring in um, a new way of, of embodying love for each other and honesty um, and, and, you know, bravery of self. And it, it really just came down to consistently realigning with purpose and knowing that no matter what, what I'm creating is a world where people can just be who they are. I am here to allow and, and offer permission within my circles for anything to be okay for every single part of you to be welcome in this world no matter 
how shameful it feels to you, no matter, you know, how ugly or rejected or put down, um, either that you feel about it or the people the world, the, around the world have taught you to feel about it, it's welcome. And the sooner you can embrace all of that, the sooner you can like fully fucking live. Mm. Because when we drop the shame of who we are, it's, it's like letting go of bags and bags of weight. And you just, you can't help but fly. You, you can't help it. So what, what came up for me was a, some amazing visuals that I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to carry with me. Um, and you had said at the beginning about the initial part of your journey, you know, before the divorce, when you, you know, like good girl and, and, and being like of service, like giving. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that for many of us, we, we have really, we've, it's a bit of a misnomer because what we have been believing is us being of service, mm -hmm. right? This whole selfless, I am less than everybody else <laughs> crap. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it actually, if probably more clearly matches the definition of servant, than being of service. Yes. And I, I envision you being like in that on purpose, you know, it's a wonderful thing to want to be of service, but it, it, it is a fulfilling act. It is a reciprocal act, right? The giving of yourself and then mm -hmm. the receiving um, uh, 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 of the energy and the love in return is why yes. you then continue to keep doing it. So going back to that knowing like where the joy is, like true joy mm -hmm. is, is, you know, the analogy of that fill your cup first is it's cup filling. So it's like, absolutely, oh, I still feel good here because right? you, you've added things in, even though you were giving, like I'm giving yes. all like all over the place. Yes. But at the giving of the parts of yourself that um, like that purpose, that space, mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. um, the, the, the you <laughs> that you yep. curated, um, that in, in my opinion, always existed. You were just a matter of going out to find the place, the places you could be to show up in and then go, Oh, there I am. Oh, there I am. Oh, yeah. There I am. <laughs> um, but it's a very reciprocal act. So for the people who are listening or watching mm -hmm. that idea of like, how do you just keep staying focused and and um, move beyond the fear. Number one, you have to, I think you have to acknowledge that the fear exists and yeah. it is. And, it mm -hmm. is. and then the, the, the glimmer, the, the hope and the belief, the trust that there's something better on the other side of the one step. And then the one step leads to a little, huh, interesting, interesting. And then yeah. so on and so forth. So, and you can still be of service. Absolutely. Right? And, and I just, I want people to hear that and feel that in themselves that mm -hmm. the, the difference between the giving to mm -hmm. uh, exhaustion, to burnout, to um, emptiness, yeah. that is not purpose. Not the way to go. No. no. No, no. And, and I think one of the really big lessons that women um, miss receiving is learning to receive. So we don't know how to receive in any way. So we are giving and giving and giving and don't have a clue how to fill it back up. And 
it's so easy when you connect in with the people everyone is giving all the time if you can open yourself to what it is that they're giving you and your ability to, to just open your heart and receive what they're offering and being open to all the people in your life and what they're able to offer you. Um, and even just my relationship with my children, I, I always, I mean, you're the mother, you're giving, you're doing, you're giving, you're doing, you're giving, you're doing. And now, I, like, when I need a hug for my children, I ask for it. And they jump on my lap to give me that. Like there's, I don't, I don't need to beg for it. It's there for me. And when I feel them hugging my body, I, I connect to them. I, it's not like a quick, yeah. It's like, ah, uh, and I receive in that way. And so my cup is filling constantly and not just in moments of self-care, not just in moments of, you know, complete, boundary pushing you know just when I'm in my bathtub that's when I receive no I receive everywhere in life now and I think that has been a huge way for me to be able to never empty my cup anymore what a beautiful gift um and you're you're absolutely right that element of um not being able to because again it, it we've never been shown we've never yeah. been it, it's never been um vocalized um, it's definitely not something that is even in the self care industry, mm -hmm. it's self care, right? Give to yourself. Okay, mm -hmm. fine. I'll give to myself. I don't have time to give to myself. I'm too busy to give to everybody else, but no, it's about asking for what you need and being yes. willing to, and feel empowered and strong in that moment of need, right? To, yes. And, and so, you know, the premise of this podcast, hot mess to awesomeness, it isn't about an end. There's no end point. <laughs> right. There's no end point. It's about no. acknowledging your awesomeness when you're a hot mess, right? Mm -hmm. It's about saying, I am like in a pit here and yeah. that doesn't negate how great I am. And so I feel confident to say, Hey, I need this. I need yes. that. I so need big. This. And, and it may be stuff that you give to yourself, you know, but 99% of the time, it's a good, solid, honest boundary. <laughs> and, um, and it's an openness and willingness to be vulnerable in front of other humans. Mm -hmm. um, just so, so important and can't be shared and said and expressed and modeled enough in my life. Mm -hmm. um, just, it, it needs to be the, some, the thing that uh, I want to see it so often that I don't notice it anymore because it just is. Yes. It just, it just is. Absolutely. So tell me, tell me about... I mean, tell me the specifics. I'm excited about that. But tell me about how you coach and support people to um, embrace receiving. Because in my mind, pleasure and being willing to feel and experience pleasure is an allowance. And um, it's interesting. Most of my clients, one of the first things we uncover is that they can't do those things. It'd be selfish. And mm -hmm. I have yet to come up with a word that is a positive version of selfish. Self first is really what was my only replacement that being self first is the most compassionate, loving thing you can do for everybody in the planet. Um, but how do you support um, individuals who that's going to be their knee jerk? Like, Oh, well, that's selfish. And if I'm perceived as selfish, then that's the end of the world for me that mm -hmm. I'm not seen as the giver. I'm not seen mm -hmm. as the, service, yeah. servant, servant, yeah. service. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, often it just tracks back to, to worthiness. 
um, which is, I mean, as you know, that's the underlying in almost everything and everywhere. Um, it's convincing ourselves of our worthiness and, and consistently finessing that worthiness into our bodies and really believing in our deservability to receive. And when we can believe that we deserve to receive from those around us, it becomes relatively easy to receive from them because we know how to ask for what we want. Um, I, so I remember in my marriage, really wanting my husband to buy me flowers or do things, and I wouldn't tell him because it didn't feel good if I told him. It only felt good if I didn't tell him and he thought of it. Right. What kind of ass backwards way is that to live? So learning how to really drop into what you want, what is inside of it that you desire, and then being truly vulnerable and offering that to the people around you and giving them, oh, feels good even saying, giving them the ability to give you what you want. We all want to be of service to each other. Partners, when, when they're honest with each other about what they truly want, the responses from their significant others is, is often tears because they just want to, they want to know what you want, right? They want to serve you. They want to be of service. You just got to help them know how. And so sometimes it's dropping into to, to their bodies and teaching them how to feel what they want. Because sometimes we're so indoctrinated that that isn't even something that's moving in us. And so a lot of times there's like um, different types of energy release tools and just allowing your body through dance, through all kinds of different things. Um, I teach all kinds of different tools, but to really push out that energy to make space so that you can hear what's being said inside of you. Um, yeah. Brilliant. I ha personally have had a long-standing disembodied relationship with this and mm. I know I'm not alone there um no. you know as a very cerebral person um you know told for most of my life I'm a smart person and and that was going to be the thing and um I was also a, a relatively attractive person and but there was no connection uh, there was no wholeness there so it was the brain is really valuable. My mind is really valuable, but in society, it's not seen valuable. What's seen as valuable is these things that are hanging off me. So I'm going to use those. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and it became this like dichotomy within me. And it wasn't until I did some energy release work and some reconnection to all my beautiful lady parts where I was like, mm -hmm. oh, this is me. This is all me. This is great. And I, it was... I know it was a long time coming. Like I had been doing a lot of work unconsciously and sort of, I would say behind the scenes of myself. Mm -hmm. And then when the moment happened, it felt like a light switch. I, yes. It was like this, like, oh, there I am. Yes, That's cool. I love me. Yay. No longer the meat suit carrying around the, the important thing. Yes. Right. And I, I can't, I can't stress enough from being on that receiving end, um, how powerful that moment is yes. to step back into your own body. It just, yes. and I, I am so honored that you're here. I'm so excited that you are doing this work to help others to get to that space because it changed everything for me in as far as, um, you know, what you said about allowing. <laughs> yeah. And 
so so tell me about that so tell me about that moment and then the the how the allowing then showed up in the rest of your life because that's what I've noticed for myself it was a reconnection and then all of a sudden I'm like oh look at all these other things that are transpiring relationships changed life changed everything changed Mm -hmm. do you can you walk me through that Um, so I I remember the first time I really made full connection with my body it was at an exercise at one of the events um and it was this exercise where we were naked and we um we had to talk to our bodies and it was in front of a group of of there were I think there were four people in our group and we were each navigating it with an audience and moving through what was moving in our bodies and like it, it, I'd never been naked in front of a room full of people. That was like, just like, are you fucking kidding me? So I had to do that. And then my body's supposed to talk to me. Like, I- I'm sorry, what? what? Like what? And so they just like continued to prompt. And so I continued to just ask my body, what do you want to tell me? And she was pissed. She was pissed at me. She was so angry at, <laughs> I'm crying even thinking about it, the neglect, the disregard, the, the limits that I'd put on her for my whole life. And all this, like, I was so overwhelmed in that moment hearing all of these things coming to me and being like, what? Like, how, how did I not know any of that was going on? And that's when my conversation started with my body and I started to have like almost a separate relationship. Like I've got my brain and I've got my body and I have other sacral centers that, that I talk to as well. Um, but my body then became this separate thing that I could talk to and we would negotiate things. And I've been a binge eater my whole life. My first memory is at six. And so navigating the emotional cues that bring on the binging and, you know, working together in that dance of, okay, you need something right now. What is it? What can we do to solve that intense desire for something, usually soothing? What's a different way that I can soothe? How can I soothe myself that both my mind and my like crazy shit that's going on and my body can be in union? Um, And that's when I started to connect to dance and I started to self-pleasure um I became really good at that (laughs) um really learning how to tap into my body and find the ways that I like to receive touch with my own hands with you know other things and just really dropping into that space of of hearing her speak to me and um and listening listening to what she was saying openly without judgment um to what her truth was versus what I thought should be one way or another. Um, that was, that was sort of the beginning of that process for me. That is beautiful. Mm. And, and what would you, what would you say or, or share with, with someone that is very eager to build, rebuild that connection mm. with themselves and uh, potentially not in a position to go all in, like you were, yep. as you said, I'm an all in, I go, I'm going to fly to another country. <laughs> yeah. But um, are, there, are there practices, are there things that someone can um, choose to do 
to explore that can help them to tune in and start to hear a little bit Absolutely. better. Absolutely. So first practice that everyone should be doing is meditation. Mm. That's like job one. Um, <laughs> find a way to, to drop into your body through meditation. Um, that's your that's the first foray into releasing your mind. And if you can drop into meditation, you can, you can work with meditation. So I work with meditation through pleasure. I use um, various kinds of yoni eggs and all kinds of things to, to move the energy through my body, um, through dance, through different kinds of physical activities that, that, that can help you release. Um, honestly, if you're really looking to drop into finding your pleasure, learn to masturbate better, learn to love your body. Don't, don't just grab your vibrator, give it a go and have your release and go learn to not clench before you orgasm, drop into your body and just allow the orgasm to, 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 to ride you and give it the opportunity to soothe your body. That is probably my first suggestion to really learn to understand the pleasure in your body um, and to allow for it and to accept it and to not judge it, whatever it is that it's calling for. Um, and, and to take that time, to take that time for yourself. Yeah. So powerful. It's so important. And I say doable in a sense that you just need you and yes. perhaps, perhaps a little bit of time. Um, so I'm just going to put it out there. Everybody just, uh, when you're done this, Carve out 15, ah. 20, 30 minutes. It's all yours. Yeah. <sighs> so, Daniela, do you, I know you do, but tell us how someone could take that to the next level, right? So, there, there I am doing my thing, like, okay, I'm going to reconnect me. I'm going to uh, engage in more, in more masturbation. I'm going to get a little bit better at this. I'm going to reconnect myself. But that's not, that's, that's, that's the beginning. So how do they get more of this work so that they can do you know, some of that clearing? Because what came up for me is, you know, all the stories about, you know, how, like that I have been carrying since I was young mm -hmm. about how it was bad. And it was, yeah. this, it's a serious, serious, dark, dirty secret. And, you know, yeah. you just have to keep it quiet and all these things. So I'm going to guess that you do that release work as well so that someone can feel more free and open and to allow the joy to, and the pleasure to be. Absolutely. So how do they, what do you have? What are you doing? Um, how can someone engage in that work with you? So with me personally, so I have different kinds of services that I offer depending on what people are looking to create. So I work with all kinds of different humans um, in different capacities. Um, so let's, let's just talk about women because that's your primary audience. So yeah. with women, um, I often will connect with them around you know, the not reaching of pleasure or, or the goal orientatedness of their pleasure. Um, sometimes they've never experienced orgasm. And so they don't know the tools to drop into, um, how, how to drop into their breath, how to become easeful before they start the process, how to ask their body if it's interested in being entered, how to like really drop into that space for themselves. 
Um, so I do sessions around that. I also offer a yoni massage. So I'll actually walk women through and I bring the pleasure to their body. I release their energies, relax them. It's a tantric massage that, that moves into a yoni massage and they just drop into their pleasure. And it is entirely about them receiving. They need to give nothing in return. There is no thing that is required of them to be in pleasure and to be in that orgasmic open state. Um, and I think that reducing the shame of pleasure, reducing the, the stigma um, of allowing us to have that opportunity as women to drop in at that level um, is super important. And I love that I can offer that. I also offer one of my favorite, um, I do sex magic sessions. So I walk women through kind of clearing their energies and learning how to harness their sexual energy. So if they are past the point and they do know how to generate orgasm, they do know how to generate that powerful, vital energy from their, their sacral chakra, that then if, if that's already part of their process, then I help them go through and learn what limiting beliefs are holding them back, how they can be begin to manifest with their sexual energy. Um, we all use gratitude for manifestation. That's the general source. But energy for for manifestation is so fucking powerful and it's so juicy <laughs> and it's so dramatic and intense and the the power that we can bring when we mix our desires with our physical desires is is just beautiful so i i help women create rituals for themselves to draw in their desires whether it's from jobs to men to <laughs> god you name it um and and to learn how to honor their bodies and really um, drop into themselves to, to create that level of potency um, and then offer that to the world. I just wanted to, I, I think that's pretty fucking awesome, number one. Like definitely not something that I had been, <laughs> had thought of or experienced, but I could see how um, manifesting with that level of energy and intensity and, and pleasure-based, not mm -hmm. um, like external desire-based, right? So I want to mm -hmm. manifest the car because it gives me the thing. I want to manifest the job because it gives me the, 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 the other things, but to be really driving your, what your, like your, your goals and, and your desires through pleasure. That sounds brilliant to me. Um, I did just want to comment when right before you had said about um, sort of clearing out the shame, I felt some bubble up. And, mm -hmm. and so, you know, cause I'm, what I'm now doing as a, as a listener, um, as well as a, being here with you, but listening to myself and, and listening to you. And I, I felt some crap come up mm -hmm. and, and I, and a thought in my head was like, why, oh my God, this, nobody's going to want to listen to this. They're going to think I'm crazy for having this woman on my podcast. <laughs> and then I went, yes, that's why she's here. I'm so excited because if you're listening and at any point you're like, oh, that's uncomfortable. Good. That is the point. Yes. It's so important that we recognize in, as a collective that we have been conditioned for, to feel uncomfortable around this topic and that it is not serving us mm -mm. at all. And uh, I'm so grateful that you have shared your story and the, and how you offer, um, 
men, women, all humans to, to find and experience more joy and pleasure and flow in their life and, and making it something that's just doable. It just, it just, it, it exists. And, you know, you, you've done the training and all that, but just bringing it to people in a way it's like, yeah, you got this and this is what we'll do. And this is where you'll go. And it's going to be great. And the energy is going to blow the top off your head and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I want to normalize this so much. You have no idea that it, it feels like a really big part of my mission mm. um, to, to normalize sex, sexual energy, our, our potent ability to, to live in such a vital energy space. And, and we don't, we just choose not to, and it's available to us, right? It is available to us, everybody. So something you said, choose. So one of the things that keeps coming up in my world and I keep saying it, and it's meant to be, to just sort of shine the simplicity of it. We're grownups now. We get to decide. <laughs> we yes. get to decide. We get to choose. What we yes. had thought for so long was not a choice. It just was that yes. we need to turn our attention and go, yeah, no, that's not the truth that I'd like to live into anymore. So I'm going to believe yes. something different. I'm going to believe and look at life through the lens of joy and pleasure and mm-hmm. fascination and fun and, and, and all of that fucking good stuff. Yes. And then crazy, the life unfolds and you get to step into that and go, oh, that still feels good. Take another step. So that, yeah. uh, it, that aligns fully with um, what I also want for the world. So I'm so glad that we could kind of uh, connect and, and sort of partner through that. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, okay. So you have shared so much wisdom and so much um, valuable information, but if there was going to be sort of one thing that you wanted my listeners to walk away with today, what would that be? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um to always question, question, question your triggers, question, question why you believe what you believe. If you believe that what I'm saying is bad, why do you believe that? Who told you that? Drop into all of those pieces because a lot of the times they're not actually your own beliefs. They're just shit that somebody else has put in there at some point in your life and you just haven't questioned them yet. So I really offer to to drop in and compassionately be curious about your why, Uh, really about fucking everything. Like, why do you put your socks on first? Is that a thing for you? Can you do it a different way? Does it feel different? Like on every level, question your why. Why are you doing it this way instead of that way? What does it mean to you? Like just consistently and and don't ever judge your answers just be really compassionately curious about what's happening inside of you yeah you were speaking my language honey (laughs) I long time believer that compassion and curiosity are the the at the root of growth and transformation because if you Mm -hmm. can approach that anything with compassion and curiosity you're gonna win just is yes oh thank you Thank you so much, Daniela, for being here today and for shining your light every single fucking day. It is very much appreciated. Thank you so much. It was wonderful to be here. I so appreciate what you offer to the world. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness.